Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down podcast. It's Annalena here, your host, and this is going to be a solo episode, just me. And today I wanted to talk a little bit deeper about human design and also because we talk so much about the shadow expression and the higher expression. So this came from a conversation that I had that inspired me to actually talk about it because I did feel after kind of feeling into it, it's very, very important to talk about this and this is basically the two sides of a tool like human design and also the gene case so i'm going to call hence this episode along the lines of the dangers and the beauty of human design in particular and just so you know i'm going to leave this episode with a very positive note because as you know by now i love human design and honestly everything that i will put into this episode i have shared this over and over again already in different episodes on my instagram feeds and my weekly email newsletter, because for me, human design is just a very beautiful and expansive tool. However, we also need to be aware of how, I want to say, we can misuse something like human design, for example. And that's why I want to start with that. It's just like in the gene keys, we need to look at the shadow first before we can access the gift, right? So the thing with human design, and I honestly, I see this often myself and it's less and less because I personally I don't follow many people in human design anymore uh, but those people that are in my world and that are loving human design and sharing about it they are very much aligned with the way that I see human design and I personally see it in a very expansive way now what can happen is that we use human design to put ourselves into a box right oh I'm this type and you're this type and then it actually creates a sense of separation right which is not what we want I mean at least from my perspective so and I see this sometimes where people like and that's what I gathered right from the conversation that inspired me like that people think oh because I'm this I cannot do certain things right because I'm this type I'm not allowed to do something or it could be that let's say you have a certain center defined or undefined and you can say like oh because I have this center defined um, that's a bad thing or that's a good thing, right? Or even what I also notice sometimes is like we it could potentially be used like, oh, okay, like because the person has this center defined, I cannot be around them because it's too much for me, right? Or, you know, will we actually use the things that we know about human design to, again, to create more separation and blame each other? 
oh, I also create this sense of like, well, there's one type that is better than the other type. So like, like for example, this is actually something I think I talked with one of my colleagues on an episode here a couple of weeks ago with Alexandra Cole about this idea that that only projectors are here to guide people. And when I first learned about human design, I was like, okay, what is this about? And it does not mean that only projectors are here to, you know, bust around the generators and tell them what to do, right? That's not what it means. And I think we're all here to guide each other. I mean, for me, just relationships in general are about listening to each other. And sometimes, you know, when it's appropriate, we ask, we're being asked from the other person for some guidance and what our point of view is about everything, right? But again, I think we can take, especially as humans, if we are in a place of like, also from a place of ego, right? Um, where we may be like, oh, now I'm this, I'm better than another person, or uh, we're telling other people like they shouldn't do certain things. And that's not that's not what human design is all about. Another thing that I have spoken a lot about is the idea that, I hear this a lot, that the non-sequel types are conditioned by the generators and we are in this conditioned generator society i mean just like feeling into this that sounds pretty um not so cool like for any generator type right it's like 70 percent of the population and that the generators are creating burnout for the for the non-sequel types or something like that right and that's always something else like uh, i don't think that's actually really helpful and i have started to understand that we are always here to learn from each other. And I have also learned that the majority of generator types and managers are actually pretty much burned out. And then of course, the when you have an undefined cycle, that energy, that burned out energy gets amplified, right? And I think as a, as a society, as a whole, we have gotten into this, like we have to work hard and overwork and against what is actually, you know, our natural zone of genius. And we have been pushing and forcing for way too long that we are all collectively pretty much exhausted right and burnout is something that's kind of left and right and human design just has helped me to see that so so much more clearly why that has been happening so another thing is where we have to be very careful with that we never ever ever want to use human design in a way to manipulate people right or to tell them that they can't or can do certain things right anytime like even when i have readings with people it's always like you know, and human design is called an experiment, right? It's it's here to, you know, feel into it, maybe just play with it and see if that actually works for you better. And that's what most people find out. Like in, in my case, when I learned that I'm a manifesting generator, I was like, oh my God, this sounds so true for me. I'm going to be just more aware now because I could really tell from my experience in the past that when I followed my gut feelings things went really well and when I didn't like not so much right so you know without human design I probably would never have been aware of it and could pinpoint it in such a beautiful way so the essence is really like human design is not here to to be conveyed in a black or white way right okay we have these five different types and only these things apply to this one type and only these things to apply to the other type because another example, for for example, is that people often think that only manifestors can initiate conversations. And that's, in my humble opinion, really wrong because, and especially I want to talk to projectors here because 
if you have an intuitive nudge to talk to somebody or to reach out to somebody, right? It's always your intention behind. You have a good intention, you know, and, you know, maybe you want to collaborate with somebody or want to share something or whatsoever. If you have that intuitive nudge, you can reach out, right? This whole thing about invitation, that's one of the big things in life, right? So don't play small or hold back because you feel like you need to be invited for everything in, in, in daily life, right? So it, what has helped me so tremendously is actually that most of the energy in the human design chart is projected, right? So most gates and channels in the human design chart are projected energy. And what this basically means is that, you know, when it comes to, okay, I have an opinion or there is something I think another person, you know, would really benefit them. Just like with human design, for example, if I'm trying to push it onto people like, oh my God, you need to know about this, right? It's the thing. It works for me. So it's going to work for you, right? It's really repellent. And this is for any type. So, but if I let people come to me and actually ask me, or if somehow a conversation goes and I feel like, hmm, let me ask them if they're open to it. And I can just ask, hey, are you curious about it? Or would you like to hear more about it? They can say no, and that's it. And that's like, okay, cool. I mean, I love it, but it, I don't need you to love it as well, right? And I just think it's also worth, if I look at, so it's human design is one of the tools. There's also like, there's tons of different personality tests out there, right? The DISC assessment, the Enneagram. And just from my personal experience, and that, that's not like a right or wrong, that's just my Annalena experience, like, the Enneagram, I have had people many times tell me like, oh my God, you need to check it out. And all. And then I I have actually tried it several times again. And I go to the side to, to do my test. And just when this thing comes up, oh, it's going to take 20 minutes and it's just a hundred questions for you to answer. I'm like, ah, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, and even in the Enneagram, and I honestly, I don't know that much about it, but we also have some different types with these different numbers or something, right? So we also have, we have that in, in, so many different personality tests it's like you fall more into one category but you still have a lot from the others as well like I think I've shared this many many times in my human design chart yeah I'm a manifesting generator but I have a lot of projector energy in my chart right so I'm I'm, I'm this type but I'm not like limiting myself that this is all there is there's so much more to it and the way that I see it like there's something I forgot what it's called, like, but in math, right? When you have, you have five circles, right? And the way that I think is dangerous to see human design, if I have these five circles and they don't even touch each other, they're, they're totally independent. There's a gap between and they're isolated from each other. Now, imagine you're bringing these circles together, right? It's almost going to look like kind of like a flower and they overlap. And then the colors they create. So if one circle is red, one is blue, and then it turns purple, right? You see what I'm saying? We, we put them all over. Then we really all have something from all of the types. Because just think about it. Like um, we all have undefined areas in our chart, right? And there are things that, yeah, I may be a different type, but it's just because we have one channel and all the rest of our chart is like super the same, right? And I mean, 33% of humanity about-ish is, for example, manifesting generator. And I can tell you that, oh my God, they can be so incredibly different. And that's also why, I mean, human design is called the science of differentiation, right? It's just here to help us see that in a different way. And the other thing I wanted to also share is that from what I have learned is 
that in the very beginning, there were no five types. That's not how human design was taught. And then eventually, because they saw some commonalities, they created the meaning of the five types and kind of to simplify things and make it easier understandable for people, right? But if they're using that for separation and segregation and putting ourselves into a box, then that's not that's not how it's meant to be, right? So that's that. And right now, for example, I'm running a group for manifesting generators, the art of uh, manager magic. And it's so incredible. I'm having so much fun. It's so beautiful, right? And I have already seen all the charts from everybody and they're so incredibly different, right? So the type is just like one nuance and then there's so much more. And another example I want to give, for example, the there are these money archetypes. The, the, I think they're called sacred money archetypes and many coaches work with that. And it has come my way many, many times over the years, right? And I have learned by now that I'm apparently an accumulator, but when I really look at the results, number one, if I would do this test again tomorrow, it could look different, can change over time. And also the the runner up is, I think it's the alchemist or something like that, right? It's just like one point or two points behind. So there's also like, I'm, I'm kind of all of the types. There's just one type, the, the accumulator that has a bigger relevance for me. And I have to say, I, I did learn a little bit about it and I read a little bit about it and it was it was actually helpful it gave me a little bit of compassion for you know certain my, my relationship with money but so far I have not felt drawn to go really deep into it and there are some things that are really big on it you know and they they teach it and it's their thing and it may not be me but for me human design has from the very beginning has come so easy and, and natural to me that I could not not share it with people right and the other thing is also like with human design we, we often say like oh my god i wish everybody would know about this and also many of you may know that human design is actually for mainly men for the children right so we better understand our kids and we don't put our kids into a box of like how they learn and 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 you know that we, we finally start to understand why kids are also so different and how we can nurture our children to actually grow up in a much more expansive way where they follow their true calling and their true passion. And we don't put them into this like, oh, you have to go to college and study this way because your parents did this, right? And I have found this so beautiful. And I have had readings already many times with parents and it has helped them so much just to understand why the two kids that they have, they're so different. And it's just this like, Ah, okay, everything is cool kind of thing, right? And of course, there's always, you know, there's a place to see a doctor, there's a place to see a therapist. I mean, whatever this is, human design is just another tool that can give you another another perspective with that, right? And now flipping to the beauty of human design, which I, of course, also already talked a little bit about, for me, it was this moment of, oh my gosh, I have never felt seen like this ever in my life. So often I use the description of, okay, what is human design? For me, it's simply a tool for compassion and to help us to trust ourselves more. Because I truly believe if we trust ourselves, right? Like the space in your heart, or in your gut, in your body, 
you know, where you have this knowing this is where I'm supposed to go, even though maybe everybody in your life may be telling you like, no, you shouldn't do this and you should do this and da, 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 da. But you just know deep inside, right? In my case, human design has really helped me with that. And just one example, the emotional solar plexus center, right? It's, it's about emotions. And I personally have a completely open solar plexus, completely wide. Understanding that, oh my God, was such a game changer for me. It has totally changed the dynamic in my relationships. And so I was so hard on myself. Why did I feel this so strong and take on all these things, right? It was literally like game changer by the power of a million or something like that. And then also for so many people in my life, whether people have worked with the defined solar plexus, right? And there are really some stories there. I have actually one of our people that went through the human design certification. I think one of her clients was a, a therapist. And she had a reading with one of our students. And I think she had emotional authority. And the lady broke out in tears out of relief, you know, that just this little piece of information that a person has emotional authority I feel like literally that is the one thing that gives people so much so much compassion for themselves and like oh there's nothing wrong with that because we tend to resist our own nature and create this artifact in our mind there's something wrong with us right and again I want to emphasize yes there is a place for therapy there's a place for medications there's a place for doctors and all of this right I, for me it's all about coming together and actually merging science and spirituality and actually um, see it as a as a holistic approach where everything has its advantages right and it's just about how we how we actually use it the other thing that i find so incredibly beautiful about human design is the awareness also about the shadows, right? And the not self where we can really fall into yeah, behaviors or patterns that are not really serving us that are keeping us, us stuck. And like, oh my gosh, that was so helpful. <laughs> and I had done a lot of the, you know, emotional release and energy work. And also even early on in my life, I did a lot of therapy and stuff like this as well, right? But that next level awareness was just like, in my case, for example, I have a very defined spleen center and there's there's lots of fear activations there. Just that in itself took away this resistance because I always thought like I shouldn't feel this way or I shouldn't even have these fears. And now I've come to a place of like, um, well, we need to actually talk about our fears. It's, it's the totally normal human thing because the more I resist my fears, the more I actually manifest them, right? And it's so important to to um be truthful about it so we can also i can alchemize those fears right and then also the whole shadow aspect that the it's like basically the gates in the human design chart and then in the gene keys the 64 uh, gene keys which all goes back to the chinese i ching which is like ancient wisdom right for thousands and thousands of years because it, it shows us where we can fall into those shadow frequencies right and just this understanding that we actually need to face that and look at this shadow and this helps us activate those gift frequencies. Um, it has been, it has been priceless for me, you know, and, and actually that's something I learned this before through my education as a coach. And then also with the, with the energy work, especially 
because there was always this like yeah we we no longer it's not it's not healthy to resist that right and lie to myself that everything is perfect and stuff like that right it's just that human design and the gene keys gave it that specificity and those details i was like oh my gosh right because of course we're all like we're humans we we i think we all have this big fear of not being loved not being seen or that we are separate from everybody i think that's that's kind of for all of us but within that there are these like really subtle nuances and anyway anywho in my case it was incredibly amazing and also helped me um that sometimes because it's so easy for us to blame other people right especially when we get triggered like ah because they did this or blah 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 blah. but now I'm so much more aware of like hey this is my own stuff to actually work on and maybe what came up in this interaction with this personal relationship um that's actually a gift for me so that I can look at my own shadow here right so the other thing that and this is kind of also why I felt so inspired to record this episode is like for some reason, from the very beginning, I always understood human design in this really expansive way. I was never into this like uh, kind of the separation between the five types and blaming each other. And like, I was like, eh, that's not so good, right? So, and it came so easy to me, right? So there was a there was a reason why it came, why it found me, and it just everything made sense for me all of a sudden. Everything clicked, and also. I learned mainly from in the beginning from Karen Parker and she also one of the big things she teaches us that we have all of the chart right and of course while it's important I find also to see how we, we are defined and it's also that awareness is amazing but her approach I think from the very beginning really helped me to see this all more as a whole you know how it's more unifying and not like separating us in any any way or form right and it's all in a very en encompassing way to unite us as humans and again not to be against each other and also to appreciate because you know so many times we're like we want to take on all these hats and do it all and human design has helped me so much to realize that you know if I follow my calling like the thing that's in your heart you know the even though there may be people around you that totally disagree with you or whatever but you, you just know you cannot do it in any other way human design has helped me to to trust that you know because there's so much noise in the world there's so many opinions um and if i'm gonna follow everybody's opinion i'm gonna be all over the place and nowhere right so this this realization that the whole world all the humans we are the big puzzle piece and we each have a unique role to play and it's only through coming together that we have the the big intact puzzle right because if if we take out one thing then some, something is missing so there's one person that like me that loves to talk about human design and share with people right there's another person that loves to cook or educate people about nutrition there's another person that you know into all things nature and gardening and by them focusing on that thing you know they can help others with that and make it easy and simple for them because we are not like a genius at, at freaking everything right and that has that has a reason and that's one of the other things that human design has helped me so so tremendously so the other thing is also like i mainly am around people and i think i said it earlier already that that are having a very similar view about human design and i have to be honest in the very beginning um 
I did encounter some experiences where I was like, uh, okay, no, that's not how this is supposed to be done. And I don't want to be here kind of thing. Right. So that's why I invite you, like, trust yourself, you know, if there's something that, and, and even right now, if I'm talking like, yeah, I'm not into human design, that's totally cool. Right. It's not here to, for everybody, just like these personality tests, like I was saying, the Enneagram is super life-changing for some and for others, it's like, not really. And that's okay. You know, you also need to let go of like, just because it works for me, it doesn't really mean it works for everybody. Right. And the same, same the other way around. And that's why it's so beautiful. We have so many beautiful things and such a great variety that help us humans to understand ourselves better, to be more compassionate, to trust ourselves more, to trust our intuition more, right? And whatever that is for you, like, that's what it is, right? That's that's what your truth is. And if something does not resonate with you, that's okay, right? That's that's your truth. And it's also sometimes it could be it changes over time. So in my experience, for example, in the very beginning, I didn't resonate with the gene keys. I was like, oh, that's weird, you know? And I, what I was reading in the book was like, uh, very too complex and I, I didn't find it expansive or anything and then a year later actually that's a beautiful story so Richard Rudd was at the International Human Design Conference that Karen Parker put on and he was there and I actually listened to him and I was just mesmerized and I was like oh my gosh this is just amazing and he also he shared his story like they're both new he got into he was into human design in the very beginning right but then he got the jinkies transmission himself and that was his calling so he had to kind of um leave human design a little bit but i also believe it was an integral part of um for himself you know to learn about trusting the sequel and all these kind of things but his main life work became the jinkies and i'm so thankful he he went for that right because now what has happened for me so I really believe that may happen for many people is that so in the very beginning, you know, it's like you're really nerding, nerding out on all the things you kind of want to know all the details in the human design chart. And then at some point, it's just like you just start to embody it more. And, you know, honestly, like any person that really trusts themselves, like you don't need and nobody really needs human design. Right. But that's what human design is about, that you trust yourself. Right. And there are many other things like even when people talk about trust your intuition trust your inner guidance that's the same as we talk about in human design and i think richard rudd actually in the it's the 13th jinky which is my conscious son funnily enough i think he says it in there in the audio that he has recorded for the 13th jinky then in the essence like everybody's like just teaching the same thing right it's like to listen to your heart you know like the song from roxette listen to your heart <laughs> One of my favorite songs, by the way. So to make it very simple, that's what human design is about. It's, and it's, you know, why do we have access to something like human design? I think it's because we have gotten as a society so conditioned and um, into a way of how we're supposed to live or be or do in the world that we actually have put i think society as a whole into a very big box or small box right very limited on what's possible and the, especially the beliefs we have around it and for me actually human design has taken me out of that box and expanded into this unlimited field of possibilities you know and um 
And now it's actually that I'm more and more drawn to the gene keys. And in the gene keys, some of you may know this, there are no types, right? Now, I have to say, I find it very, very helpful that I know about the types um, in conjunction with the gene keys. That's my own. And there's honestly people out there, they're not into human design at all, and they're all into the gene keys. The people that have been into the gene keys, and then they have also learned about human design, and they love to combine it. But again, there is no, there's no one way. And, and at the end of the day, human design and the gene keys both, for me, it's really all about these 64 archetypal energies, like this wisdom from the Chinese I Ching from the, um, yeah, from the, the 64 hexagrams, right? Because every hexagram is a combination of the yin and the yang energies. And I really believe we are in this area area in 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 history where it's all about bringing the divine feminine and divine masculine into more balance and harmony i think we have been too much into the masculine and we are now more diving into the more feminine but at the end of the day we need both right it's 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 a dance it's the it's the polarity that is there and the jinkies in particular are much more a feminine touch, right? Because it's about the art of contemplation. And again, we're not so much, or there are, like I said, there are no five types in any any way or form, but everything goes back to, you know, trusting yourself and really have the courage to follow that calling that is really, really on your heart, right? And also, it honestly has also helped me to kind of, step more into like what is it that I really really want right and one thing that was so big for me is this like fear of rejection like it was like hunting me for most of my life and learning the specifics of my human design chart being a four line having gate 19 that's always looking for the gate 49 and having a completely open solar plexus I just realized that wow, you know, there, there's something there. And then I actually, I, I finally had this epiphany aha moment and I did record an episode about this here on this podcast. Probably was more than half a year ago. I don't know exactly the episode, but I talked about how I realized that this fear of rejection, because when I, when I was having the fear of rejection, I, you know, I did something to please another person, right? You know, I would say yes to something, even though I'm wanted to say no because I didn't want them to be upset I wanted them to like me you know I think we all humans have that to some extent and then I realized ah when I do that I'm actually rejecting myself that's not so cool right am I my best friend after all right so somehow this human design tool has given me so much awareness about so many things and Maybe that's unique and that's not the case for everybody, but that's how I am very passionate about bringing human design into the world. And I think the people that have been working with me or listening here on this podcast for such a long time. Thank you, by the way. I love you very much. Thank you for your loyalty and everything. Um, I think uh, you know that, right? And I, I, I'm not shy from also sometimes when I hear something that I disagree with or I feel like we're not using human design in the correct way, I... I have found the courage now to speak up. Honestly, in the very beginning, I wouldn't have done that because, again, I would be scared that people disagree with me or, you know, as, and now I have so many people always tell me like, oh my God, that's the thing that I have been wanting to say for so long. 
right? And you do it, you finally do that, right? So I also encourage you, and you know, what is that thing for you that you, yeah, you have been wanting to talk about and just go do it, right? Because if something comes to you, like for, for example, today, like I was in the gym and all of a sudden it's like, hey, just do a podcast episode about this. Because it, it was on my mind. I was like, because I'm always, it's very easy for me to see both sides of the coin. Because for me, human design is so expansive and so light, but there can also be a dark side and how it's actually not being done in a good way. And that's why I feel like it's so important to to educate, you know, about what it is and what it's not. And um, that's why I was like, and I came again. I was like, oh, yeah, no, maybe not. And they came again. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's okay. So here I am recording this episode. And of course, I would love to hear from you guys as well. Like, have there been times where you felt limited by human design? What has been your experience? And when are there times where you have felt like it's in a more expansive way? Is it because you read a book or you were following somebody or whatever we heard about something, right? Because I think for all of us, it's so easy to just take on an opinion from somebody else. And I think it's so important that you formulate your own view on things. And that's what I want to invite you. And, and also ultimately, you know, human designers help me understand that. And especially also the jinkies. It's it's not about me telling you what you need to do. It's about giving you the compassionate space so that you can uncover your own truth. And your truth may be very different from mine. I mean, otherwise, I think we live in a very boring world if everybody's truth is the same, right? I think that's one of the beautiful things of life is that we have so much variety with, with all of that, right? So that's what I wanted to share with you today. And yeah, I continue to love human design very, very much. And actually, one of the things that has been happening recently, just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, I have been going through a little bit of a pivot phase and kind of where a lot of things are going to shift. And so as a manifesting generator, right, we always talk about how, you know, we're doing multiple things, we're multiple passionate, and then we have kind of like a, it's kind of like an umbrella niche we have, you know, what we do. And then all the different things we have done over our life where we often thought like, well, I cannot just concentrate on one thing. They just eventually come together. And I have found myself a little bit in this place lately where it's like, you know, because I started out, out as, um, I mean, I was working in corporate, right? So the whole business background, which I think now helps me a lot having my own business. And then um, I started as a health coach and then life coach and then business coach. So I, I did a lot of training there and that was amazing and beautiful, right? Super expansive. And then it led me to the energy work and holding space for emotions, especially for myself, being compassionate with that, right? I think that's an ongoing journey, definitely. And then it was human design and then it was jinkies. And now the things that have been coming into my life in terms of responding, it's kind of coming back to not just only business, you know, yeah, you can use human design beautifully for business, but also like been getting more questions and requests about for relationships, for sexuality, for living a vibrant, healthy, happy life, like all these things. How can I actually use all these things that I have been learning, like including human design and the gene keys? So something is like broiling there, which I'm actually very excited about. Um, 
so it's it's just like this sense of like everything is just coming together so in case you're many manager or any other type right and you kind of feel like well you started a bunch of different things and you know from my experience right now it just seems that eventually it all comes together and it, it's your own magic sauce in some way at the end of the day right so just wanted to share that and i think this was it thank you again for being here for listening and i am as always really excited to be with you all on the next episode Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.